Our friend Dr. Michael Royson from the Cleveland Clinic is with us, as he is almost every week, talking about the things we can do to make ourselves live younger, live longer, live healthier. And it's all connected to his new book, The Great Age Reboot, which you can find at thegreatagereboot.com. Dr. Royson, I'm so glad you're here because I have research that I have done with questions I want to ask you in con- in conjunction with the research you have sent me. Go to it. All righty. First of all, uh, everybody in the media is talking about something we've talked about now for years, and that is a long-term study that shows just a little exercise, a little bit of activity will lead to healthier brain function later in life. Is the rest of the world just catching up to you? You know, this this is not saying I'm trying to be uh, absolutely straightforward, but the data has been available on physical activity since about 1975 or so. It started with the longevity studies from the University of Pennsylvania and Harvard, which they really studied in the 1940s with the entering classes of students and following them till their death and looked at the difference in mortality rates from those who were physically active and those who weren't and characterized their physical activity. So we owe a great deal to Penn and Harvard's alumni. Those were male studies. And the Cooper Center and Cleveland Clinic then, executive health programs, again, mainly male studies. And now um, through the Cleveland Clinic and some other institutions, um, getting a lot more female data in as well on longevity. It, it is just now, if you will, um, getting as well known as it should. Well, it's good then. People are getting the common knowledge on this and everybody will find out just a little bit of activity can go a long way in keeping the brain firing, all those neurons kicking around up there. And as we talk about this, Doc, I also saw a story about the French woman, Jean Clement, who I believe lived to be 122 years old. And the story that's out there today on All the Wires says um, she did three things to, to live longer. And one of them just made me say, wait a minute. It said she started smoking later in life. Uh, does that make any sense to you? No. It didn't to <laughs> me either. And I Because I'm sitting there going, what do you mean she's, she started smoking later in life? How can that possibly? So smoking is bad for your body, for your lungs, for your heart, for every part of your, your, your trying to live healthier at any time of your life, right? Absolutely. So what were the other two things that she did that were so remarkable? Well, number one is uh, something I don't know a lot of us have any control over, but number two is something you've talked about. Number one, she was wealthy. She grew up in a wealthy family, so she didn't have a lot of wants and needs. You know, she was, she was pretty much covered, so she had a, a cushy life. But the one that you talk about all the time she had a posse. She had a great social life. So she had friends. And that appears to have a huge effect on longevity. Yeah, it's probably the most important. But remember, when you say she was wealthy, what you're really saying is she lived below her means, meaning she was not financially stressed. And all of us can choose to do that. 
It's a matter of making a choice to say, I'm going to live at a lower cost than I earn. And that means that if you do that, you'll have saved some money, it'll compound, and you'll have the protection that you need of a savings, and that will make it such that you're very likely to be able to have much less financial stress, which are some of the greatest causes of aging. And by having a posse and friends like she did, you'll be able to have much less overall stress because the posse is one of the great stress relievers we have. I have to go back to this other weird, this third thing they list is that she didn't smoke cigarettes until later in her life. Since she was French, it always seemed when I was growing up, when we'd go to France, that smoking was like a sacrament. You had to start smoking when you were a kid. She did not smoke until she was 112 years old. Yeah. It's crazy. So maybe she would have lived to be 150 if she hadn't started smoking. Or, or 124 anyway. <laughs> crazy story. Crazy story. All right. Uh, let me ask you about Tech Neck, Doc. Are you seeing this thing they're calling Tech Neck at the Cleveland Clinic? Oh, we see it all the time, but it's been around for, you know, whatever it is since the 2006 or seven. It started with uh, iPhones and the equivalent Androids. And it's because, and even before that, people looking down at their computers. So it is, instead of holding the phone up at your face, you hold it down conveniently. And when you hold it down conveniently, your neck has to stretch to, to see it. And if you do it for too many hours, you get a uh, muscle spasm or you get um, a acceleration of, of arthritis in your neck, especially if you're overweight and doing it. So what's the answer? Put the phone down or lay down on the floor no, and hold put, the phone put up? put the phone up. Hold your hand up. No, I mean put it down and don't look at it for a while. Yeah, well, that would work, too. But if you're going to look at it, hold it at eye level, not down low. And when you're using computer, it should be at eye level, not you looking down at it. Let's look at some of the research you sent me. Now, one of these I'm really happy to see because I eat probably five pieces of fruit a day in addition to whatever vegetables I eat. Uh, and one of the one of the vegetables I love is kiwi fruit. And I just bite into it like it's an apple. And all my buddies on the golf course are going, what are you doing? You're biting into the skin of the kiwi fruit, and now you're telling me it's edible and might even be good for me? Yeah, now there's one real surprise with the kiwi fruit and with avocados and with melons. All of these are fruits you normally cut in, people would cut into. But their skin has a lot of bacteria on them. So you want to make sure you wash it, even if you're cutting into a melon and not eating any of the rind or a, and none of us eat the rind of an avocado. But recently it was found that 18% of avocados have listeria on them and you can die from listeria infections. So wash your fruit and other um, if you will, whatever else you're eating before you cut into it. So kiwi, yeah, 
It is, uh, you can eat them. They have all kinds of health benefits in the skin. Guess how many different species there are of kiwi fruit. I only thought there was one, but now I've seen a different color fruit. You know, you usually see like the bright uh, green, kind of electric green, and now I'm seeing a yellow. How many are there? 60. Really? Yeah, so that's one of the things I learned. But one of the things you got is insoluble fiber. That reduces bloating. It helps with stool um, production, if you will. It actually has a lot of excellent nutrients and polyphenols in the skin. Hmm. So eating that skin, you tell your buddies, they can uh, take a hike if they don't appreciate (laughs) you're eating the, the fuzzy kiwi fruit. Get on the kiwi parade. Bite into it like it's an apple. Just wash it first. That's that's all we have to do. Yes. So avocados, melons, kiwis, and then enjoy them as often as you can. Doc, speaking of often, um, how often should we wash our sheets on the beds we're sleeping in? So let's take a guess. Um, most of us probably wash it once a week, right? Yeah, we do. we're weekly sheet washers. And you yeah. want to wash all your bedding. That is, you need to wash the blankets in, or get them laundered because they will contain dust mites and other vermin that you don't want. Vermin? Uh, what? You mean like bed bugs or something? And you would know if you had bed bugs. Yeah, but other than bacteria, I'm talking about bacteria and, and, and small mites and small animals. You want to change your pillows or wash your pillow entirely every six months. This isn't just the sheets. It is because the pillows have a lot of dust mites in them. You, you, um, if you will, peel skin. It goes into the pillow. The dust mites love the, your skin and they eat it. So um, if you don't have pets and live in a climate-controlled home, washing your sheets every two weeks. But if you, um, if you have pets in them, etc., you should wash them at least once a week is what it said. And especially if you sleep naked. I, yeah, I don't want to get into that discussion right now, but let's just say <laughs> we're, we're meeting the requirements that you've laid out here. Uh, Doc, give me one more. Uh, the hard facts about fluoride. What, what is the deal with fluoride? You know, we've been, uh, we've been dealing with fluoride since I was a kid. Everybody went and got a fluoride treatment at the dentist every six months or every year. And we have friends who said, oh, no, you don't want the fluoride. Don't drink the fluorinated water or whatever. Uh, Is fluoride a good thing or a bad thing? Well, fluoride protects against cavities. It helps keep your teeth resistant to acid. And if you don't have fluorinated water, you can put fluoride on toothpaste or treatments, especially for kids between the ages of 3 and 16. That is, getting fluoride um, for your teeth is really important in preventing tooth decay and in keeping your uh, teeth, um, your enamel, functioning well. Is there any negative to fluoride? Um, Well, you can get fluoride toxicity. In other words, one of the reasons you don't want to swallow your toothpaste if it's a fluoride toothpaste is because you can get fluoride 
toothpaste. And that um, does not, uh, as opposed to strengthening the enamel, it weakens your bones. Uh-huh. That's why it's rinse and spit, rinse and spit, people. But brush your teeth. And you don't have to brush all of them, just the ones you want to keep. At least that's what my dentist told me. And, and, well, only floss the ones you want to keep. That's the real message. <laughs> Both are good messages. Brush and floss, then rinse and spit. My friend, I appreciate you. It's Dr. Michael Roizen. He's the guy behind so many great books, the newest, the latest, the Great Age Reboot, meaning to get us all to live younger, longer, and smarter. Dr. Roizen, thank you, my friend. Thank you.